It is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well on this glorious first day of summer, my friend. Gorgeous out, by the way. I'm sitting here looking at this beautiful blue sky. I think I'll probably enter my pool at some point today. Um, I love when summer gets here because the weather heats up and you can be outdoors. And then I'm quickly reminded, uh, you know, where we're at in the valley, it's like 100 degrees every day. So it's like you kind of care for what you wish for type thing. But I am excited. I mean, summer barbecues are like my favorite thing in the world. So we're at that point. Watch baseball, cook some meat, watch the kids play. You know how I feel about that stuff. Will you be like Pete Fairbanks and try and dunk on Teddy in the pool? Uh, we uh, we do have a basketball thing. We don't ever use it. No, we we do diving catches. That's what we do. Okay, that's fun. And I th- they fun like me to too. throw them in the air and stuff. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a blast. That's I always blast. love that. It's classic that dad they- stuff. Yeah, my kids are so big, they throw me in the air. If they could actually lift my fat ass out of the pool, it'd be great. All right, we're going to start it off on the south side of Chicago where we're all still kind of scratching our heads with what happened. 6-6 game, bottom of the eighth, Elvis Andrews thrown out at home, or so we thought. That's the call originally. They look at it on replay. They say, no, Jonah Heim actually set up where he didn't give him a clear path. So they reverse it. White Sox end up winning by one. Bochy gets ejected. After the game, the guy who's been around this game seemingly for centuries had this to say. For that call to be made, I'm dumbfounded. It's absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Uh, And and it was done by replay. I I just don't get it. Uh, I don't care how many times they'll try to explain it. Uh, You you can't do that uh, in that situation. Uh, It's a shame. It's embarrassing, really. Do you agree with him, or is there anywhere you can look at that and say, you know what? I, I understand why they reversed it. We've talked about this rule before on this show. Do we have any umpire quotes? Not that I saw. I didn't see However, any either. Evan Grant. All right. Evan Grant, who covers the Rangers for the Dallas Morning News, did say the league got back to him and said the reason they reversed it was because of the setup of Jonah yes. Heim, not the actual tag or anything else. To me, I, I'm not seeing it. Are you? I'm not seeing it at all. And like this rule to me is crazy because I've said this for a long time. It's very dangerous the way they have it set up. You're allowed to give a lane uh, or you have to give a lane. And typically the lane is this big. So you have nowhere to slide as a runner. It's just, I get, we're trying to protect catchers. There's no more collisions at the plate. I understand that. Uh, the the lane that you're typically given is minute. It's very small, and all of a sudden you're supposed to slide and, and, and get this little corner of the plate. Right here, I don't know, when did Jonah Heim set up that was impeding the runner? Like, Andrews is coming around. By the time he's anywhere close to having to make a decision where to slide, Heim is behind the plate. There's plenty of plate. You see plenty of white there to slide into. I don't understand it at all. Like, I'm looking right now. What what What's he supposed to do? That's that's more of a lane Nothing. than 90% of these plays at the plate that are given. So I I don't get it. Like I don't know who was in the uh, in New York uh going over replays last night, but I really really like for them to have to come out and explain this, Chris. It's another example of that. Like why don't these umpires have to explain what they what they saw? Tell me when he was blocking the plate that impeded Andrews's um ability to slide. Is it right there because he went outside then went back in? 
Did they see that and said, oh, he had to change course of the catcher because of the catcher? He changed course right there because that was the decision he made. He saw the throw going outside, and he went to the inside instead. So if that's what they saw, they just got it completely wrong. I, there's, I'm with Bochi on this one. You know, like I'd like to look at these things objectively and not just think about them, you know, as like an old school baseball player. But this one to me is as clear as day. I, I just don't understand how they could overturn that. We have a saying in the Rose household. Don't grow up stupid. This was stupid. There's just no way. If they had originally said, hey, listen, no, no, you know what? He's he's blocking the plate. We didn't like the way he was set up and they didn't reverse it for whatever reason. I would still be upset. But I wouldn't be fuming. And this isn't even my team. I can't imagine how Rangers fans are feeling today. Like, they reversed the call. They looked at it and they said, here's where he made the mistake. Now, the problem is, this is a nameless, faceless, behind-the-curtain yeah. Wizard of Oz type shit. And it's the number one thing that this sport does best. Fuck up the officiating. They really do, because these guys are really, really good. Phil Nevin even said it last night. He had a play overturned last night with Brandon Drury where they thought he was safe, and then they reversed it, and he said, well, just let the umpires be umpires. Get rid of replay. I don't like it. I do like replay. I like getting it right. But this is where this is the most wrong thing I've ever seen in terms of a reversal. I'm not getting it at all, and it drives me nuts that the league continues to just go – Maybe if we don't talk about it, we'll just move on to the next thing. How many times, whether it's sticky stuff, hand washing, replay, just let's talk about it. Please, someone. Yeah. And we've put a lot on their plate with the pitch clock, with the substance checks. Like, I, I get that. Like, it's harder to be an umpire now than it, it probably ever has. And the microscope is on you, you know, more than it ever has been. But you're right. Like, all we want is a little bit of clarity uh, and just answer some questions because we're all beholden to that, you know, as players, as managers, like you have to stand up and, and answer questions. Like what, what separates the umpires? If you have the type of job security that these umpires have, and it's incredible job security, you got to be able to face the music from time to time. That's just, that should be in their contracts. Hey, be available for the media. Whether it's the crew chief, whether it's, you know, like somebody has to be available to the media because why not? Why wouldn't you? These guys make really good money, C-Rose, and they they can't get fired for their mistakes. So let's like at least have them answer questions about possible mistakes. Hey, listen, last night it wouldn't have been the on-field guys. The on-field guys did their job. In our opinion, they made the right call. The minute Bochy comes out and argues, they have to throw him out. And Bochy said in his post-game press conference afterward, he said, listen, I'm not blaming the guys there. Like, they they did their job. But, yeah, I mean, I would like to have seen a Zoom with whomever made that call. We don't even know who did it. We know the four guys that were on the field last night. We have no idea. Hell, it might have been an umpire intern that over, you know, overturned that call. This is nuts. It's insane, and it's another area where baseball just drops the ball. You know what the NBA does? They file a last two-minute report, and they come out and they say where teams got screwed. Now, does it make these teams feel any better? No. No. Does it make the referees feel like shit if they screwed up? Yes. But you hope that there's then some accountability and you can learn from something moving forward. Unfortunately, they don't because those two-minute reports are just 
they're this big. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I don't know. Maybe I don't have an answer. Here. I'm fired up. You are fired Move up. Move on to something else. Garrett Cole snapped the Yankees' losing streak at home as he continued his awesome first half. Also had some fun at Jose Caballero's expense. Uh, after Caballero took his time kind of getting back in the box, Cole fired one over his head all the way to the backstop, then threw his hardest fastball of the night, and walking off of the field, pointed in the direction of Mariners manager Scott Service and did the Dikembe Mutombo finger waggle, because that's what we saw. Did you like the whole thing that happened, or was it a little much for you? Uh, well, obviously it all was a little much, but I, I don't really have a problem with it. Like Caballero and what he was doing, like, was that an extra, like, is he extra in the box? Yes. Like, talk to any baseball player and they'll be like, wow, that's that's something. And if he's on your team and you're and he's trying to rile up Cole and, or the, any opposing pitcher, like, he, you get it. Um, but you would say, well, that's that guy's doing a little too much up there. There's no doubt about it. Um, and then the way Cole reacted, you know, I don't love when guys throw at people. He didn't throw that one at anybody. That was just a, a warning, like, hey, man, if you're going to mess around, I'll mess around too. Uh, the only problem I have with that is will it will some retaliation come from the other side? And I'm not, and I'm not saying they should, and I'm just saying that happens. You know the game of baseball, right? Cole throws that ball. It's nowhere near a hitter, but – he walks off. He wags his finger at service. I have no problem with what Cole did. Let me make that clear. I have no problem with what Cole did. I'm just saying, like, you might be putting your teammates in peril because of what happens in baseball and the retaliation aspect of it. So that's where I'm at. I I I thought it was like a hilarious thing. I thought Cole did a great job. I mean, he. Hey, Michelle. There she is. He. I mean, he crushed that guy all night long. The only hit was the broken bat single, and he sawed him off. Uh, I think Cole wins this battle, uh, although Caballero is having like a decent year. I just looked up his stats. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have a problem with what anybody did. The only thing I'll say is like I, I just don't want any retaliation, and sometimes when you do stuff like that, you invite that into the game. I mean, I'd never seen a guy like Garrett Cole throw a pitch all the way up the backstop as a – sign i mean i don't know that that was a little weird for me but whatever um and i don't know why there'd be any retaliation what is is castillo today going to throw the ball halfway up the backstop over anthony rizzo's head like i don't i don't get you it you know how the game of baseball that. works dude like, i know but we don't agree with it but that's how yeah, no the i don't game works now here's the thing i think the bigger issue is caballero this is not his first instance go back even to sunday go look at what he did to lucas giolito he stepped out of the box. He took his time out at 0-2, and, and he went and he did like a bunch of calisthenics off to the side. It took him almost yeah, 90 extra. seconds to get back it's in the extra. box. It is extra. And and Scott Service will say, hey, listen, that's his game. That's what he does. And, okay, so if that's the game, if the whole idea is to move the game along with the pitch clock, you get a timeout. But unless you're hurt, I'd be like, let's go, dude. And if this should be umpire's discretion. It should be. It should be like, get your ass back in the box and let's go. You've had your 20, 25 seconds sit there and think about it, and now let's move. Because if we're going to be this letter of the law with enforcing it on pitchers and making sure that batters are looking up at eight seconds to go, you shouldn't have almost 90 seconds outside of the box like he was on Sunday. That's silly. That's silly. It's just playing stupid games that we don't need to have. So that's what I, I mean. 
I don't know. I I don't really have a problem with anything. Like I said, like it's this is how he approaches the game. This is how he feels like confident. Look, the guy's in the Bronx. I mean, I know he's doing this other times than not just last night, but like you're in the Bronx going up against maybe the best pitcher in baseball. And yeah. you're just trying to get some sort of edge and there's adrenaline flowing. Like I I love I love the back and forth between them this game. I I don't think Cole liked it. I actually really liked his press conference after the game. Like he looked Mm-hmm. fired up and he Cole's coming into that where I mean he's always had the confidence and he's always known like how good he is but I feel like now he's like listen I I am the guy like I'm the guy mm-hmm. and he when you're there and you're sitting you know directly in the middle of the field and all eyes are on you and you and, and you feel like this guy's making a mockery of your start like I get why he did what he did yeah that was interesting I doubt there's anything tonight but you never know Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about bird dogs. They will make you look as good as possible this summer. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Not all of us can look as great as Trevor Plouffe does in anything that he puts on. Believe me, there's some of you out there that got dad bods just like me. But guess what? There's an area where you can look great. Thanks to bird dogs. Their shorts fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restrictive cotton well, they fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so that you have a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And you know what else is nice? As it's officially summer out there, that means it's going to be hot, going to be sweltering, could be humid where you live. Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. That is so important, guys, south of the equator. So I want you to head on over to birddogs.com slash today. You're going to get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order as well. That's birddogs.com slash today. Go get great-looking shorts that fit, that keep you dry and fresh and feeling good in addition to the free Yeti-style tumbler. Go do it today. All right, we continue on. Uh, Reds, they've ripped off 10 wins in a row now for the first time since 2012. They continue to hang on to first place in the NL NL Central. In the meantime, the Giants, more late-game heroics. Jock Peterson with a game-tying homer in the eighth, then earned a bases-loaded walk-off a hater in the ninth as the Giants have won nine in a row. Which team do you have more faith in making the playoffs, the Reds or the Giants? Okay. I uh, I love what the Reds are doing, and I think it's awesome to watch uh, oh, these guys go out go. and have fun. The city <laughs> is is banging right now; like people are showing up, having a great time. Like it's the energy is there. Votto coming back, like everything is 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 awesome. They they need starting pitching, bro. Like they need it in the worst way. Um. I have the guys that have made the most starts for their team right now. Uh, Hunter Green, he's on the IL now. He's made 14 starts, 393 area. Great. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, a 13 game start. He's got a 678. Uh, Luke Weaver, 11 game start, has a 647. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, ben Lively, nice. Nice back to the uh, rotation piece. Seven game starts, 411. Next guy up, 5-4. Next guy up, 6.29 is hurt. Like Next guy up with a nine. Like They don't have the starting pitching. And, and eventually it's going to catch up. I know they. I know right now they're able to rely on a bullpen and they're scoring a bunch of runs and all that's happening, but that's that's not as sustainable as what the Giants are doing. And the Giants, 
also need a, a fifth starter right now, but like they have other guys. I know Cobb's on the IL, but like what they're doing is is more sustainable. Uh, their lineup looks good up and down. They're comparable right now, lineups. But I think overall, the pitching on the Giants is just it's better than what the Reds have going right now. So I'll say that without a doubt in my mind, the Giants have a better chance to make the playoffs. And Fangraphs agrees with me too, wholeheartedly. So are you saying that the Reds don't have a great shot at winning the NL Central? Right now, Fangraphs has a 15 and a half percentage to win the division. Unless they do something, they they need to do something. Like everybody needs Mm -hmm. to get uh, healthy and they need to like flip the script and, and be great pitchers the second half. They need to go trade for somebody. I don't know what it is they can do. Um, but without that move or getting everyone healthy and then all of a sudden they're just great pitchers, I think the Giants have a much better chance. So the Reds this weekend, I believe, played the Atlanta Braves. That is going. I'm sure we'll talk about that on Friday's show as we set up the weekend. That is going to be the, the telltale mark for me. Like if this team can compete and stick with that lineup and go against that starting pitching and just the aura of the Atlanta Braves, That'll show me something. People say, well, hold on, Rose. They just swept the defending World Series champs. Sure as hell did. That was really impressive. That Astros team is struggling. They're really... Now, I don't I, I don't give a shit if you beat the Colorado Rockies 10 straight times. You win 10 in a row, that's really impressive. But this is... Uh, you're right. This team needs to add if they're, if they're a serious contender. With that being said, I do think that the Reds have a better shot than the Giants. Because I don't know if the Giants are definitely better than the Diamondbacks. And I still don't think that they're better than the Dodgers. People say, well, hold on. They just swept the Dodgers in L.A. Yep, they sure did. Did a great job of it. But I'm going to, just like two years ago, I'm probably going to say the same thing and Giants fans are going to get on me. Well, then you're welcome. If I help push you to 107 wins two years ago, good. You said make the playoffs, not win the division in your question. So that's no, but I... It's a completely different answer, by the way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I think that if they're the third best team in the division, and I haven't quite figured that out yet, if they're the third best team in the division, it could still be a long shot to make the playoffs. Could be. I mean, right now they're um, a plus a game in the wild card standings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati right? clearly has the division lead right now, but they'd be a game and a half back in the wild card standings. I I love all the young guys doing well. I, I, it's amazing to me. You have to expect a little bit of regression. Yeah. Here's one thing I do love about the Giants. Last night was their 12th win by when trailing by multiple runs. That's a lot. In fact, that's the same number they had all of last year. So in less than half a season, they've equaled that. It means late game, they're in it. And uh, Camilo Duvall has done a remarkable job this year at the back end, just shutting things down. He's been awesome. A um, few great pitching performances in the National League last night. I'm going to add one more to our list that I originally sent you. So Ooh. which storyline has captivated you most right now? Marcus Stroman, seven more shutout innings for a seventh straight win. Marlins phenom Yuri Perez lowered his ERA to one five four after six shutty last night. Spencer Strider. Pace the Braves to a seventh straight win and join Doc Gooden as the only pitchers with 300 strikeouts in his first 35 career starts. And then Clayton Kershaw, seven shutout innings as the Dodgers took care of business down the road in Anaheim. Which of those four? 
All very impressive. Clayton Kershaw's uh, might be the NL front runner for Cy Young. Stroman is like just putting his stats where or what's the expression I'm looking for? So he's putting his stats where his mouth is. Mouth is. That's what I was gonna say. That doesn't sound yeah. right. Like he's he's well, like it saying like let's go yeah. sign me up, and he keeps pitching yeah. with that. Like he's putting pressure on himself, and he mm-hmm. keeps performing. Love that. Love yep. Strider and everything that he's about. But I'm gonna say Yuri Perez. This guy's 20 years old. Yeah, he's 20 years old, Chris. Okay, uh, since May 28th, he's made five starts. 27 innings pitched there. He's on a pitch count because he doesn't, he rarely ever breaks 90. 27 innings pitched, one earned run. I know. Let me say it again. 27 innings pitched, one earned run. He's got a 0.33 ERA. He's 20 years old. What were you doing when you were 20? This guy's dominating the big leagues in a very tough division on a team that's surprising everybody. Like, we knew this guy had potential because look at him, and he was a top prospect, but to come up and do this is – it's incredible. It's 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 awesome. So I'll go with Yuri Perez. Uh, Skip Schumacher told me when I saw him out in Anaheim, they had just brought up Perez a couple of weeks earlier. I was like, holy smokes, he's a freak. He goes, he has no business being up here right now at 20 years old. He should be a junior in college somewhere. It's crazy. Goes, but- but he said he just kicked down the door. We just couldn't wait any longer, and he has been flat-out filthy, and I can't wait for the day when they take the training wheels off. It's probably not this year, but somewhere down the road when he is eighth, ninth innings, and he's given up three hits, and he's struck out 12, and he's walked one, and he's given up four hits, and that's the that's going to be the common occurrence line for him. Um, with all that being said, I'm going to go with Marcus Stroman. I think he is a... He's an amazing, amazing story. 33 years old to continue to do what he's doing. And the amount of shit that he talks is unparalleled. He's fascinating. Like, I get right on Twitter after every one of his starts. Now, it's been a glorious run for him the entire year. It's just been great. Um, Last night, somebody said, you know, I love Stroh because he walks the walk and then talks the talk. And he, he followed that up, Strowman, by tweeting, I've been walking the walk for my career now. Too much emphasis on lame analytics and not a lo- enough love to those who just know how to do this shit. <laughs> I love it. And I and I said Clayton Kershaw might be the NL favorite for Cy Young. I mean, Stroman is – Stroman might be the NL Cy Young favorite. Right. So one of the other points he made on Twitter last night was that analytics and um, strikeouts are for losers, essentially. I don't know – okay. I'm not exactly quoting it because I didn't – I don't think he said losers, but he might have. Um, But, yeah, if you look at where he is, he's obviously leading the National League in ERA. Uh, He is tops in wins. I know that people don't love that stat. You know, he's way down the line, I think, in strikeouts. Let me see. And I think he leads the league in in innings pitch, too. So he's doing it on all levels, and he is – the other reason it's fascinating is because I don't know where he's going to be pitching after July 31st. That's the other part of it. I think I got to retract my statement. I think right now, I mean, he's leading in all the stats. So he he must yeah. be the Cy Young favorite. I'm, I'm actually going to go look it up. Right yeah, go now, look it up. You know, I look at Vegas stuff. You know, I like to I like to yes, see you it. Do. You're welcome to. He's uh, he's really interesting. And he's 
he's as polar. He's one of the most polarizing players in baseball. I think he likes that. I think he digs it that there's a certain sector that loves him and a certain one that doesn't love him. And I think he feeds off of that. And that's, that's great. What do you got? I, I am just blown away by something. Maybe my pulse is just off on all this stuff right now, but he's like not even according to Vegas. We have Zach Gallen, number one, mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw, okay. number two, Spencer Strider, number three, Zach Wheeler, number four. Why is Spencer Steer on here? What the fuck? They messed that no. up. He's behind Logan <laughs> Webb, too. So he's he's sixth. According to Vegas yeah. Insider. That's really interesting. Not sure how really that all adds up, to be honest with you. Well, we know he's not a big strikeout pitcher. And, you know, he mentions that all the time. And God, I don't even know where he is on the strikeout stuff. I have he's got a four baseball reference war. Kershaw's yep. like at a 2-8. Yep. Allen's like great. a 1-9. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, last thing real quickly before we get out of here, College World Series, Tennessee was eliminated uh, by LSU. Their coach, Tony Vitello, tried to get the bench all riled up, so he took the stools they were sitting on, flipped them over like it was the end of biology class, and you had to put them up on the table because you were the last class of the day. Uh, it didn't really help because they ended up losing, I think, five to nothing. Do you like this sort of stuff, or is this just eyewash, as we say in the baseball world? Oh, boy, you brought me to college baseball. This is where, you know, I struggle with my takes here because everyone loves college baseball. I just I can't even I can't watch it. Uh, I don't mind this, though. Like if you're you know, these guys show so much energy throughout the games. Why do they got to sit down? Like get your butt on the fence, root for your team, get the boys going, get them hot. So I have no problem with this. In fact, I used to have a a coach who I I reference uh, all the time on the show, Floyd Rayford. What he used to do to get us fired up, he was our hitting coach. He'd go kick the trash can. He would just kick the trash can. And and like it was such a scene. It wasn't like he just went and kicked it. His arms would go up. He'd yell while he did it. He'd try to kick it so hard that it fell over. He wanted it, he wanted it to be known that we were not doing what we were supposed to be doing. Uh so I'm okay with coaches trying to fire the boys up. So I didn't have a problem with that. I just love it that you mentioned Floyd Rayford. I think he committed four errors in an inning one time. Oh, it was he was a hitter. Four errors in a game. Yeah, either four errors in a game or four errors in an inning, and I forget exactly what it was. But, um, yeah, listen, I don't care. This guy's done a great job with the Tennessee program. So you want to go do that, Tony, go for it. Go for it. You know. Um, Are you a college baseball fan? Yeah, I like it at this time of year. Well, Brady's really, really into it. And – um so I, I like watching it. I think it's really fun. I, I think it's a blast. And some of these kids are just absolutely incredible. And they're not that far. They're not going to be that far removed from making their major league debut. Some of them, like in the next I, year and a half, you could see them out there. It's quick. just funny to me because I've seen this a, a lot. And again, the game has changed a little bit in this regard. But the guys that are doing all the extra stuff in the College World Series, quickly it stops when you get into pro ball because. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh boy, is everyone just really good when you get to pro ball. Really good. Yep. I hear you. I hear you. All right. We are back at it again on Thursday. You want to join us live on the AMP app? Please do that. Go download it. iPhone. uh, It's all out there for you. Whatever you want. Android. We're on that as well. And you can be part of the conversation, which is really cool. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the always entertaining and intelligent Trevor Blue. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.